So what are we talking about today? I, I have no idea what we're talking about today. <laughs> it's about your sermon, so I think I'm preaching this weekend. You are preaching. I'm. It's I'm like next Wednesday, weekend. and you're just telling me this. Yeah, I should have given you a heads up, but oh, it was definitely. Man. Yeah. Hi, this is Pastor Kirk, and thanks for listening to the Leading with Hope podcast, a podcast for leaders and volunteers of Living Hope so you can lead like Jesus envisions. Today on the podcast, Colin and I are talking about the upcoming sermon on Romans chapter 7 and 8, Breaking Free. We'll also be talking about missional communities and how you can find out more about missional communities and what we're doing at Living Hope to embrace this new strategy for reaching people far from God. Well, hey, Colin, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Kirk. I'm glad to be here. I'm looking forward to kind of diving into this week's uh, sermon a little bit and kind of what the week is holding for. Yeah. Yeah. Last week we ended and I said that I was going to be interviewing you this week. Yes. And uh, that was for two reasons. First, it was because my memory is getting old. I'm not actually getting old. You're not old. Just My memory is old. And so I forgot I'm preaching this week. Yes, you are. Okay, and uh, so we've established that, so technically you're interviewing me again, but the other reason is I want to talk about why you are here at Living Hope, Mm -hmm. and uh, that has to do with missional communities. Yeah, and I know that I kind of put out to the congregation uh, during last week's uh, service that I would wanted to make myself available to answer questions about, you know, what are missional communities, because it's in my title missional communities and engagement pastor it's a mouthful (laughs) but that is like as a a large portion of what i am you know what drew me to this position and i think what our hearts kind of rang uh with one another the spirit's been kind of working in in the congregation at living hope and then in myself my wife and that's part of the you know our journey here but what are missional communities exactly that's the big question right yeah so so give us the uh the 30 second to one minute definition of a missional community, something that will whet our appetite that we okay. should give up a Wednesday night yeah. to come. I mean, really, we should give up a Wednesday night just to come. Everybody who's listening should give up a Wednesday night just to come and to talk with you and Christy because that's just a delightful conversation. Oh, thanks. And I'm going to encourage everybody that's listening to bring a picture of a clown oh, for Christy. My um, poor wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not a big fan of clowns. <laughs> So, you know, if you're listening, do that for me. I'm getting back at her for something she did to me, and uh, we'll just leave it right there. But uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, because I could be in more trouble. Oh, I, you know what? She does listen. Oh, then I am in lots of trouble. Sorry, wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay, so what is a missional community? Uh, this is the easiest uh, way that I've kind of come to think about it. You know, Christ calls us and saves us to become disciple makers. So a missional community is disciples making disciples in community. In other words, the mission aspect of missional communities is what Christ has called us to do. And then the community aspect is us as a people working together. And so it's for a specific task, usually agreed upon by those in the missional community. It can be for a set time, and it is, it's a defined and committed group of people. And so it's not, uh, it's not kind of like drop in when you want to, but it's, it's lives coming together to impact a, an area of a city, maybe a neighborhood, or a demographic. Mm. And so a missional community is disciples making disciples in community very intentionally. Mm. And so 
that's that's like the easy kind of like 30,000 foot view of what a missional that's community great. is. That's yep. great. And so basically, this is the church. Yeah, it is the church. Yes. Without a building. Without a building, um, but still united and uh, under one umbrella. And so you can say like, oh, well, a house church or kind of a community group uh, maybe fits that bill. But it's the, uh, I know some of the language here at Living Hope is the in, uh, no, the up, in and out. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And so what a missional community would be, would be a group of people who experience the up together, maybe at a weekend service, they experience the in together, just coming together and supporting one another, but their emphasis on, is on the out. Yes, yeah. And so that's something that as a church, if we would say, yeah, that's the church in a general sense, but it's the church with an out focus. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. And this is really, I mean, this is our desire, our strategy, our desire to do this is because we want to reach people who are far from God. Yes. Who are never going to set foot on our campus. Yeah. And that is the majority of Regina. It is. It's it's huge, huge demographics and neighborhoods. And so how can we go and be the church to them and really help them to experience the kingdom and to come to know Christ in a true light, not in a, you know, societal caricature. Yeah but in, in a true heartfelt way. So. And so your job is to, to get these off the ground. We want to see a network of these yes. throughout, the, throughout the city. And our vision is that these may be groups that never or very rarely mm-hmm. worship within these walls of this building where we're yeah. sitting right now, but are completely the church just as much as the big group that gathers on Sunday. Exactly. And coming and reuniting to, I kind of I think about it as a, as a big tree that's planting smaller trees and the goal is to to kind of have the same culture and the same commitment and so the tree it looks the same but it casts a shadow in a different area and so just to have that kind of impact so yeah wow well thank you colin and if you want to learn more you're going to have to come and have coffee with colin and christy and we we could talk about this a whole like for a long time yeah during midweek on wednesday nights yes 6 30 to uh 8 30 and uh, they'll be here and they'd love to meet with you. And so thanks, Colin. This is great. And I hope lots of people come out and talk with you about this. Even if you're not going to be a part of the missional community, come out and just talk with Colin and find out what God is doing in this area. Yes. Well, hey, Colin, before we start to talk about the sermon, there's something exciting I want to tell you. Okay, what is it? So last night I was checking. And this podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, oh. Google Play, wow. Overcast, and a whole list of other podcast uh, suppliers or, or um, sources. So we're on Apple. That feels like that's the big time. Right? We have arrived. And yeah. guess what? We already have a subscriber. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it, is it your wife? Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Britton. Thank you. <laughs> she did subscribe as soon as I told her. And uh, But hey, if you're listening oh. and you're liking what you're listening to, um, you can now subscribe through your iPhone, through your Android phone, wherever you listen to your podcast. You don't have to listen it through, through Anchor and the website. You can actually get it downloaded automatically right to your phone as soon as we release it. Perfect. Thanks for listening. And hey, let's talk about this sermon now. Yeah, uh, you're talking kind of about um, 
Okay, what's what's the sermon title? It's about freedom from what specifically? It it is about freedom from family generational sin patterns. All right. Um, That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful. It sounds like uh, it's uh, there's more to. Okay, so family generational sin patterns, and you know, I'm the sort of guy who I like to like to hear maybe a little bit. You know, uh, what's the thought behind that? So, For sure. You know, we're supposed to be going under the surface. What's yeah. what's below that? So. So that sounds, I know that that's from soul care, like yeah. there's a connection with that, but I've also heard it in a few different other places, but what's the, what's the, what's maybe a foundation for people to think about that with? Yeah, so sometimes in our lives that uh, we inherit things from our parents or our grandparents or from wherever, mm-hmm. somewhere in our ancestors, that uh, it, even though we have been uh, we have surrendered to Jesus. He has forgiven our sins. We still find ourselves almost like we have chains around our feet. And we can't move past this thing. Paul talks about this in the passage we're going to look at this Sunday, which is uh, Romans seven fifteen to eight fifteen, or or about that. And he says, why do I do the things I don't want to do? Mm, yeah. And Paul is writing this uh, to the church. He's writing this to Christians. And yet he, he uses this rhetoric where he says, I, but he's talking, he's using that rhetoric not to say that he has this problem specifically, although he does, but yeah. to say we have this problem. Oh, so it's like that larger identification. Yeah. So He yeah. says, I have this problem that I don't want to sin, mm. but I do it. I think, I think we all identify that we with that. We all have yeah. that, yeah. And, and there are things that we inherit from our families. I mean, even really sin yeah. at its root is inherited from, from millennia of from yeah. people down to us. But even when we are set free from Christ, where Christ uh, paid the price for our sin, mm-hmm. and we're set free, you know, Rome, or 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, they are new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Yep. And yet sometimes I sure feel like the old man. Yeah, there's, there are those days where it's, uh, you know, we talked about temptation before, but it's like, you know, it's like old temptation comes back that, been dormant for who knows how long but it exactly. can be triggered by something so so we inherit things from our families of origin mm-hmm. i mean you inherit the color of your eyes the color of your skin the hair yeah you also inherit other things that you can't see you know my mom has diabetes and so i carry a gene oh and yeah. my kids carry a gene it's not fair but it's true it's there yeah and so this idea that there are things that our ancestors did uh, that come down from us and actually scripture says this in exodus it says that the sins of the father, sins of the mother, yep. are passed down four generations. Another place it says seven generations. Yeah, it's not fair, but it's true. And so, okay, so this is this is the basis of the sermon is like being freed from uh, this generational sin. So how that how does that freedom come about in Christ? Like, yeah, how is it? it? It it comes about as we surrender to the Holy Spirit, and right. really. So last week we talked about repentance. Yeah. And there are things that we've chosen, things that we've done that we need to repent for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're talking about things that we've inherited that, sure, we still choose to do. If you inherit, if you inherit alcoholism, you still choose to take that first drink. That's true. And the second and the third and the fourth. Yep. But you also have something within you that causes you to be more prone that when you take that first drink that it becomes ten. Yeah, the compulsion is there right. at a deeper level than with maybe somebody else who's like, that's not an issue for me. Well, then why is it an issue? That's right. And so repentance uh, deals with the choice that you make 
to to have that first drink or to whatever the sin is right mm-hmm. if it's a, you know we often talk about alcoholism because it's an easy one but a, a porn addiction yeah is the same thing yep so it is the choice that you make to watch the porn yep and, but now next now this week in family sin patterns we're dealing with the chains that are causing you to have a tendency to give into that addiction so it's a one two punch almost where repentance deals with the choice I made. This other family sin pattern deals with something that I inherited that gives me a predilection towards it, a tendency towards this, mm. and it breaks the chain so that I can be that new person that Christ created me to be. Yeah. And this is where uh, Paul talks about in Philippians 2.12. I love this verse. It just says, you know, continue just as you did when I was there, continue much more in my absence to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. If we have, if if every, if Jesus just did everything, yeah. And if it, if if we are forgiven and we are completely forgiven, we but are. if everything yep. was done in that moment, then why does he say continue to work out your your salvation? Yeah. It's because there's something. It is done. It is finished. Jesus said that. I believe that. And at the same time, there is something for us to appropriate. Mm-hmm. And this is where the Spirit comes in. Yes. And and Paul says in in Romans. Yeah. Uh, the passage that we're going to look at it. Romans 5, I touch about this verse, but verse 6 says something even more. Paul says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And so when we surrender ourselves to the Spirit, actually, He begins to change the way we think. This is where, where Paul says in Romans 12, Don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's like... I guess if we inherited the sin pattern from our earthly family when we enter into the family of God, yeah. we have to we we get a new inheritance, yeah. God's inheritance. He lavishes upon us, but it's about taking full ownership of that, and I guess kind of having this family um, history replaced exactly the, the flesh with the the, the spirit. And so, yeah. do you want to like open up Romans eight five for us a little bit because it's yeah. in your sermon, um, but it's not. There's yeah, it, this like a whole path that has like a mountain view down it if you exactly. follow this freedom in the spirits. Yeah, no, it's it's at the it's near the end of the sermon, and so it doesn't get as much time as something else, right? Because I got to build the case because people are going to come in and they're like, "Well, no, I'm an independent person, yep. and it's not. It is it is my fault that I'm doing what I do." And I agree, it is your fault. Yes, you're doing what you do. Yep. But you do have there are things that we inherit as well, and we we put so much emphasis on our society on the independence. Mm-hmm. And that I am my own person. Yep. That we just we cut ourselves off from the communal aspect of who we were created to be. Well, I have an example of that, and I can share this because this is just my family history. I'm, I I can be a stubborn person, and uh, I haven't seen that. No, yet. I I no no. Really? I okay, well, I can be I can be a little. You can ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I can be a little stub stubborn or pig headed, and I always kind of just thought that's who I was was yeah. you know stick to it to the end, loyal sort of person, but. I recently put together one of my uh, family heritage is I'm a Denison. That's my middle name is Denison, if you needed to know that. And uh, if you come into my office on the wall, there is a coat of arms, and it's the Denison family coat of arms. And under it, it is our family motto, which is Perseverando. Okay. Persevere in all things. Oh. And so... Things are falling into place with your personality. It it is. And I always kind of thought, you know, that's just... It was who I was. But it's when I really kind of accepted, like, no, this is a big part of my family heritage. That all male descendants of... Oh, I can't remember. 
uh, anyways, knighted Denison in, in the past, they received this coat of arms and wow. this title. And so this is something that's passed on yeah. through my mom's side of the family. And yeah, I think it, I think it epitomizes me to a little, <laughs> a little too well. So yeah, but that's kind of like yeah. one of those things. Oh, absolutely. And so Romans 8 talks about how we are adopted into God's family. Mm-hmm. And I love the imagery of Romans 8. In your groups this week, you should just read this together because he talks about how we have a spirit of flesh, or we are our flesh, but then we're adopted into God's family. And so we get a new family. It's yeah. not that we give up on our family of origins, but the things that we inherit from our earthly family now are replaced because we inherit them from, from God's family. Yeah. And then it goes in and it talks about how our mind set on the spirit versus our mind set on the flesh. And when we set our mind on the spirit, verse 6 says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, so often when we have sin patterns that we are inherited from our family, we find ourselves like Paul in Romans 7 where he says, why do I do the things I don't want to do? What a wretched person I am. Yeah. Right? We don't say that out loud. No. no nobody it, says that out no, loud. No, you think it in your head. But you think it. And, and here what we see is that when, we've put our, when we surrender to the Spirit and focus our mind on the Spirit, now suddenly he gives us peace where we had turmoil. Yeah. Where he gives us life where we had death brought on by sin. Yeah. And that is the, the the joy that there is, right? That, yeah, we inherited things. But you know what? I am not just a collection of what I've inherited. Yeah. That through Jesus Christ, there is healing for my body. There is healing for my mind. There is healing for my soul. And I am set free from the power of sin and death in every part of my life. Whether that is the choices I make or the things I inherited. And that is what we want people to experience is complete freedom from things. If there's sins in our life that we just, you know, last week I said, if there's sins in your life that, that you just keep doing over and over and over again, it could be because you haven't actually repented. Yeah. But still, like I've had sin in my life where I have repented and had godly sorrow over it. And yet I still feel like I'm bound in yeah. some way. And it's because I inherited something. And so this week is, is the, the one-two punch. Mm. saying here's how you can truly break free and i think we have people and i i mean i'm i'm one of the people of this church and we have people that are bound in sin of secrets where Mm. this was this is what i'm i'm fighting against because this is what i inherited yeah is not keeping secrets because i keep secrets about the stupidest little thing yeah or uh addictions or you know um promiscuity, sexual promiscuity, it's interesting to look at a family sin pattern or at a family history and see where there was a child born out of out of wedlock, as it were. That sounds like such an old phrase to it say. It sounds but, old. But yeah, yeah, but, and and it goes every generation. You mm. you have children that are born, you know, uh, I can see this in, in people that I love and people that I know. And, uh, or there's alcoholism or there's, um, there is abuse. Yeah. There is anger violence, all these things. And it's just like, where did that come from? Yeah, and what's the, the big part of it? And that human side of it is is chaos. And I know this, this word peace that the Spirit says here, this is something that you've been kind of yeah. enraptured with. Just... Yeah, this idea of peace. That... So, yeah, like compare that, like because when you list the sins in our lives, it always brings, like I always feel turmoil when I yeah. think think of these things or when I 
when even talking about them, but not, not that I'm running from them, but there's, there's the two sides of it is what we once were and what we have now. And it's this peace. So let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah. This is just in, in enraptured my heart Yeah, is, uh, Jesus says, uh, my peace, I give you hmm. my peace. I leave with you to his disciples. Right. And he is called the Prince of Peace, right? And then he gives us his peace. And this is this is just enraptured my heart because it is something that I so much want. Yeah. Because as you said, sin just caused turmoil and chaos mm -hmm. in everything that happens. And there's a story in the gospel where Jesus is asleep in the middle of the storm. And the disciples say, what are you doing sleeping, <laughs> right? They wake him up. And what does Jesus get up? And he just says, shalom, which is chaos be still. Wow. And so in my life, I just want to have more of his peace. He says, my peace I give to you. Even when after the resurrection in, in John uh, 21, uh, 20 or 21, yeah, Jesus comes to the disciples and he says, peace be with you. Mm. And he say, He's the bringer of peace, right? Yeah. And so I have found myself of late just sitting in the morning with my noise-canceling headphones on. Yep, we've all heard about them. Yep. In noise. silence and solitude and just saying, I want to receive your peace. Mm. I want to receive your peace. Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Yeah. Give me your peace. And just calming the chaos that's in my life. And when I have this peace, actually, this just makes all the difference. And and you know what? I remember once uh, I just had lunch with my parents and we were talking about this um, family sin patterns. I was giving a heads up about what's coming. Yeah, that's nice that you talked about this. Exactly. It's yep. important to do, right? It's, as you're looking at your family, you're not disparaging your family. Yes. All you're doing is looking back so that you can go forward. Mm -hmm. And we often have to go back in order to go forward. Yeah. And so we were talking about this and I just said to them, you know, about over a decade ago, about in my mid-30s, I remember finding some family secrets out and I just was like totally dumbfounded and, and just feeling really down. And because uh, they were just ugly things from generations past. Yeah. And uh, I went to scripture like I usually do in the morning and I was reading through it. And I was reading Matthew 1, which is the genealogy of Christ. Boring chapter because it's yep. just so-and-so begat, so-and-so, yep. blah, blah, blah. And I read it and all the, its names popped out at me of people in the family and just how sinful they were. And the last name mentioned is Jesus. And yeah. the spirit whispered me that Jesus redeems any family. Hmm. And just the peace that comes over me in that moment. And whenever I start to feel turmoil over something um, either that I've inherited or that I've passed on to my kids. Because <laughs> yep. I'm part of the, the sin pattern of my family. Yep, have kids. Yep. And I just recognize that Jesus has the ability to bring peace into my family, into my life, and to redeem every family. And that's what this is really about. And so I have just loved this idea of peace, of Jesus calming the chaos in my life. Yeah. And so I look forward now. I wouldn't have said this three months ago when I started doing the Silence of Solitude <laughs> thing. It's almost four months. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, I look forward to my 6 a.m. Silence and Solitude and letting the peace of Christ wash over me. That's... And it doesn't feel like my days are as chaotic anymore. That is good to hear. And that's like, that's moving into like, the new inheritance, like That's receiving right. that inheritance of peace. And so uh, tying this back to a, a one of your <laughs> other sermon series, you talked about how we were reconcilers. Yep. And so giving a tool or what do you want to talk about to the leaders? Because if we're going to talk about family sin patterns, how are we going to That's care right. for our groups? How are we going to um, be reconcilers of peace in our church, in our community, wherever we're at, who's ever listening how, what can they do to kind of facilitate this inheritance of peace? Yeah. So uh, 
I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give everybody three steps to do. Okay. But here's what I really want group leaders to pay attention to. So I'm going to tell people, you know what, you need to investigate your family. Yeah. Just, there's always somebody who is a family secret keeper. For me, that's been my aunt. Yeah. And uh, so I've just asked her. And we had great conversations. I mean, it's ugly stuff, but it's a good conversation to have. And she's a Christ follower and she knows the freedom because she's looked into it as well. And uh, so investigate, then bring it into the light. Okay. Yeah. Don't keep secrets. Secrets have power until you bring them into the light. Mm. And so bring them into the light and you'll find freedom that is in there. And then lastly, just surrender. Create um, disciplines, spiritual disciplines in your life that are the opposite of whatever that sin pattern is. So yeah. if, it, if it is um, that you, you may find that maybe it's an addiction or something like that, and maybe you need to fast. Yeah. In order to break that, right? Gain control over that. I'll give some more examples in the sermon. But what I want the groups to do, so there, people are going to come thinking about that sort of thing. And they may come to your group and they may say, you know what, I have this this family sin pattern. I want the group leaders to be able to help them experience freedom. Yeah. And so it's very easy to do. Here's the thing. They don't need a pastor. They don't need you and me. Good. Because the same Holy Can't Spirit be. that's in you and me is in is in whoever's listening. Amen. And so it is a matter of if you came to me with a, a family sin pattern, I would say to you here, Colin, I want you to repeat after me or I want you to pray this prayer. All right. Holy Spirit, uh, I, I break the chains of and just whatever the sin is. So Holy Spirit, I break the chains of whatever the sin is that was passed to me from my parents, from their parents, and from the my ancestors before that. I break the chain. Amen. That's it. Amen. Boom. Okay. You pray that. And then what I do as the group leader is that I say, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that these chains are broken. Yeah. John uh, twenty twenty three says that we have the power as Christ followers to forgive sins. Yeah. <laughs> to declare forgiveness of sins over people. This is amazing. It is. It's, it's that peace. It's like bringing, yeah. like declaring peace in their lives as forgiveness of sins. So, yeah. And, and yet we don't do this. Not a lot. <laughs> not as evangelicals. Not very common. And so as a group leader, you yeah. get them to pray, Holy Spirit, I break the chains of whatever the sin is that were passed to me from my parents, my grandparents, all the way back, whatever ancestor. In yeah. the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And then as a group leader, you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that you are forgiven and that the chains are broken. Hmm. Sin has no power over you anymore. Amen. Amen. Very simple prayer. Yep. And then, you know what, I would wrap that up probably if we were doing this in my office. And I guess we are kind of technically. But kind anyways. Of I haven't said it yet. Yeah. But, yeah, no. yeah. but I, would, I would pray this. I would say, Holy Spirit, now come hmm. and fill Colin completely. Yeah. Speak to him. Reveal your presence. Fill him with your love. Let him know that he is your child and that you have in, blessed him with every spiritual inheritance that is in heaven and on earth. Wow. And then I would wait, and then I would say, Colin, did you hear anything from the Spirit? Because oftentimes the Spirit will reveal himself in these moments of breakthrough. And I want to see us in all of our groups doing this sort of thing. Yes. And, and some of people are scared right now. Oh yeah, they're like maybe we won't do that, but I'm going to in the in the discussion guides this is going to be included uh near the, the praying always this is going to be the praying always section just so you all know. And I am excited to hear yeah. about stories of freedom. Yeah, we want to hear about that. That's right. And cuz I think God's going to do some amazing things. So yeah. well hey, our time is up. That's it. That's a that is a lot. But yeah. that is good. 
And so, uh, group leaders, I am praying for you. Actually, I'm going to pray right now, and then, uh, then we're done for today. Holy Spirit, thank you for each leader and each volunteer that is listening today to this podcast. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come upon them right now. Give them words of wisdom and knowledge to help them lead their groups. Give them insights where they lack insights. Give them understanding in a way that they've never had before. May they open up Romans 7 and 8 and see it in a whole new light and be able to ask questions that engage their group in significant ways. And Holy Spirit, most of all, we just pray that your light would shine and that darkness would be expelled from people's lives. Would you give them a boldness to pray bold prayers for their group and to declare the forgiveness of sins, which Jesus said, this is what we are to do. Thank you for our groups, and we just pray your presence will be there and your love will be expressed in every way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening.